1: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
0: Hello, everybody. It's Timbo here. Sorry that we haven't had an episode out in over a week. I try to make sure that that never happens, but there is a situation happening at the moment that means that, um, unfortunately, we can't record together right now, which we can't tell you about, but we will when we can, I promise. Right now, though, what I have for you is a little flashback from a different podcast that Guy and I were on. This is from Colt Popshire, who are our mates, AJ and Richard. They do a fantastic film podcast, and on that, they do a whole bunch of different stuff. One of the things they do is film franchise fortnights and every uh, fortnight they look at a different film franchise from woe to go they cover everything from Godzilla to Godfather and what you're about to listen to is this crazy project they did where they they watched all 37 films in the Barbie franchise and then released an 18 hour long episode talking about all of them we've got a ton of special guests so what i'm about to play for you is uh into the fifth hour when guy and i got on obviously we've got links in the show notes so that you can go and subscribe to the podcast and uh, i'll put a link in there specifically for um that that monstrous barbie episode as well that's the what we watched is the 12th barbie film called uh barbie mariposa and if you enjoyed this clip check out this show uh over the last six years they've covered about 150 different film franchises and talked about 650 plus movies insane got all their uh, their links and their socials and stuff in the show notes so you can check that out without further ado though enjoy a little slice of the boys on someone else's podcast for a change this is cult pop Ship.
2: Uh, all we're, right. Sorry, and, uh, were we meant to be recording that? <laughs> <laughs> Ignore oh, her. Very funny. <laughs> yeah, very I'm, good. I am a crack up. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> I'll be the fourth person. So you guys are in charge and I'll try and disrupt the flow. <laughs> uh, all right, now we're here with a
1: nice tall glass of G&T. Uh, we've got Ooh. Guy and Tim from The Worst Idea of All Time. Thank you. Welcome along.
3: We were speculating do is and a common nickname for the two of you? Together? What I was
2: about to say. Never never have I heard it upon my ears. Tim. Really?
0: We've had it on the friend zone I think once or twice, which is our, our um oh, yeah. Yeah. episodes of our podcast where we just read fan mail and everyone tries to come up with a new uh nickname for us as a duo, but it it mm. needs to take off and I yeah tipped my hat at you two, Richard and Alex, for, you know, getting people into yeah. it. RNA, rest and aneurysm, or some <laughs> other such thing. RA is a, yeah, um, yeah, yeah? aren't they something at a university? Yeah, residential advisor.
2: Um, Very
0: cool
2: <laughs> Almost <here>. as <laughs> yeah. punk rock as a gin and tonic Always <laughs> yeah. the coolest dude in the halls of residence Is the person one year older Who decided to stick around to make sure Everyone's familiar with the lay of the land
1: <laughs> Or you could have done like AR Like an augmented reality thing Or like That's AR right. Rahman who wrote Jaya Ho for Slumdog Millionaire
2: no, rest and aneurysm. I want you to be on a holiday and then die suddenly. Who's that? I just want to say I think we haven't really done a lot of G and T because um at least I always mentally categorize us as Tim and Guy. I always think it's Tim and Guy. It's never it's to my eyes never Guy and
0: Tim. I don't have an order in my head.
2: Alright. I have to do it every time I write it down,
0: it's a different it's a different journey. Yeah, That's I actually exciting. I had
1: to write down to remember to make a G and T joke because in my head it's just so <laughs> Tim and Guy and and when this comes out I will have it was a few days ago now but I thought of I was like yeah up next we got Tim and Guy G and T and I was like fuck I have to say that to them I'm but, glad you um, did. everyone yeah. will have just heard that minutes ago <laughs> oh wow
2: of course because we are part of one greater podcasting odyssey this is not some sort of independent episode that people can plug and play we're no, on the they way they have to really look for this yeah
3: <laughs> we're, like we're, we're just uh, we're just shy of five hours through by my <laughs> count i'm editing yeah. it as we go um and we're not even half i think film 18 is our halfway mark yeah. i just around that
2: it's i just want to because tim and i've uh dabbled in long form podcasting before and tim i remember at some point when you uploaded our longest episode five hour energy uh that it it sort of ate all the bandwidth on the. Yeah, it that's did something right. which meant that we couldn't I upload the quality. Yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: like a lot.
2: <laughs> there was some sort of fantastic technical issue that made it impossible to either Looking upload to it. more <laughs> content after the fact. Yeah, there's a lot to look forward to for you guys.
1: Yeah, well, because we're on the same podcast network, so it could end up having a flow-on effect for you. guys. We
0: were on a we we're on a different platform back in the day. I nice. yeah. see. So this is a, a horrifying amount of non Barbie content to kick this off. <laughs> I, say that? I, I imagine for all parties involved, it's
2: a welcome respite. I watched Barbie Mariposa at about mm. 2 p.m. today, and within Mar-a-posa. five minutes.
0: Mariposa. Yeah.
2: I didn't ask mm. any questions of Tim or AJ or Richard. I didn't, I didn't want to know why I was watching it, but five minutes in, I thought, "What? why am I here? <laughs> <laughs> So you were quite cold on the
1: movie. This is a G and T over ICE. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
3: As opposed to, like, usually on your guys' podcast, where, like, you watch all these wonderful movies that you deeply enjoy. That's, that's right. That's not over-ice. Well, yeah. not,
2: all, not all movie podcasts have to be built around bad media, but that's a lesson you guys will learn as you get further and further into the podcasting <laughs> sphere.
3: <laughs> and it is, that is starting to, to catch up with me. My flatmate the other day, while I was watching Barbie Mariposa, said to me, is this worth it? And I was like, oh, what do you mean? And he was like, like is, the, is how funny the idea is, is that
0: um, overriding how much work? I don't think to the average person that would require any explanation. You saying, what do you mean, is <laughs> sensationally <laughs> funny to me. That, that is a question from someone who has lost their mind and any perspective.
2: And also, the mm. point at which other people are asking you if it's worth it is usually when you're knocking on the door of something brilliant. <laughs>
3: noted because because my answer was oh when we first started it was pretty funny but we're not even halfway through and i can't i was awake at 4 a.m last night thinking about barbie and i was like oh my god this is so good (laughs) i I
2: recently read a um sir edmund hillary quote which was it's not the mountain we conquer but
0: ourselves wow Mm. yeah that's pretty. That's beautiful. That's good. And applicable for Barbie Mariposa. Mm, yeah,
2: I'm sure that that's what he was thinking of when he said
0: also it.
1: Also known as Mariposa and her butterfly fairy friends or Barbie oh.
2: Fairytopia Mariposa. Great Thank tagline you. or subheading, whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> I got to say, I, it took me a while to wrap my head around the animation style, but yeah. uh, mm. story <laughs> wise. I was not entirely furious with what happened. I kind of <laughs> wound up enjoying myself quite a lot. <laughs> well, yeah. that's good. Would you
1: believe that the animation has improved significantly since the start of the podcast?
0: When, I, did, when did this come out?
1: It was uh, so 2008. Huh.
2: Toy Story came out in 1995. Yeah. Should we see <laughs> what other 2008
0: animated films were? Well, like, should we also
2: describe the style? It's not people? like Mattel doesn't have the... You know the collati- or the the capital to um,
0: hire some decent yeah, animators yeah. to make things slightly more. But it's this is palatable. The interesting thing. Not everything. Just because it's under the Mattel umbrella doesn't mean it's going to get that Mattel sheen. That Mattel sheen on it. Like mm. Mm. Disney is the opposite of this. To be, so for context, what Disney were doing at the time
1: was Bolt, John the John Travolta, Miley Cyrus film about a dog who thinks he has superpowers. Oh yeah, hmm. was that under Pixar's umbrella? No, that's that's no. just Disney. That was um mm. the the umbrella the studio that would later make
0: Frozen, Wreck It Ralph. Yeah. Steve Jobs didn't have his grubby little fruit loving hands on that one. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at the art now, and it is for Bolt.
2: Decades, if not centuries ahead of what we were dealing with over in the Barbie Mariposa universe. So
3: for, for context the um, the first Barbie movie we watched, Barbie in the Nutcracker came out a few months after Shrek released and every single critical response to Barbie in the Nutcracker was like, oh this looks pretty bad compared to Shrek which by <laughs> yeah. today's standard does not look very good, you know, as good as, 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 as movies these days mm. um, yeah. and so we, we've talked a lot already on the, the five previous hours of this episode about um comparisons to Shrek and Toy Story and things. The the I think a couple a couple movies ago I made the comparison that Barbie movies look more like the the proof of concept pre render that they send to their investors to be like, this is somewhat what the movie will look like.
0: Yeah. Mm. Guy and I have only watched a couple movies that are worse than Barbie Mariposa and they have been <laughs> specifically selected by our Patreon supporters for their mm.
2: horrific visuals. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Food Fight,
2: the 2012 Fight, yeah. animated film, comes to mm. mind as an example of also like the sort of pre-release render that you're like,
0: it's yeah, going to yeah. be good. Just give us another couple of months. Uh, no, it's <laughs> out this afternoon. <laughs> give us what you have. Also, what was that Christmas film? I we was watched? trying to remember. Is the something kids. It's like a famously... 13th Street Kids or something? Oh, man, that's close. It's something like that. It is a... Um, uh, uh, an incredible piece of cinema, which I know we're not here to talk about, but it's yeah. We'll see if we can figure out what that is to name check it on this pod because it is so worth checking check out. out. Honestly, you should. It's worthwhile. Uh, Rhapsody Street Kids. Rhapsody Street. Oh, fuck! It's scary.
2: Um, <laughs> when you first... you got. You got to look, If you're listening along, it's worth pausing to look up the animation style for Rhapsody Street Kids because it is like. It's beyond even anything that you would have dealt with so far. It's what we nightmare. just watched—it's—it's it's uniquely. <coughs> Barbie,
0: and- Barbie Mariposa, though, when it started, really threw me off. It's—it's it's like you said, it gets some. Literally, does take some getting used to because it's very jarring at the start. How shit it is, but I was surprised at how quickly my brain was like, "All right, this is the world we're in." Uh, Yeah, Yeah. and because it's also
2: the 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 world and the stories told by a a Barbie character to some. We can explain that, yeah. (laughs) Oh my god, please do. Yeah,
1: now this is actually a very interesting um, piece of world building here.
2: Um,
1: So we've we've already seen three Fairytopia movies. So there's a few different subcat. There's the the Fairytopia umbrella, and so Fairytopia had two direct sequels, and. a lot of these films, especially the earlier ones, start with modern-day Barbie telling a story to her niece Kelly, um, and she okay. yeah. so she says like, "Oh, here's this like Kelly's um, insecure about something," and she, so she tells her the story of the Nutcracker to to boost her self esteem, and mm. this one uh, takes a new spin on that. And features Alina, who was the main character of Fairytopia, uh, telling a story to Bibble, her fluffy sidekick, um, about Barbie, about Mariposa, who was one of the butterfly fairies.
2: I'm happy um, to hear that because I was I thought it was an unnecessary wrapper for what was otherwise a pretty <laughs> engaging story. And to the point that uh, after she'd started telling the story and we were immersed in the world of the story she was telling, when it pulled out to be like, "That's right, that we're not in." real time right now we're in a flashback yeah, yeah. or whatever i was like i don't need to be reminded of that i was i was happily enjoying myself mm. um mm. and I, it, it sort of ties into a frustration i was going to say before which was or like the immediate difficulty of wrapping my head around the world we were in uh is how like unambitious and plain and simple like the 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 backgrounds of all of the animations are so bland it's like one color palette mm-hmm. with a few deviations of you know animation design or whatever but it actually pretty quickly once you get past it it works in its favor because you're like you are just left dealing with the story or whatever or like you know the immediate action of the scenes and it's a very plain story but they do a pretty good job of it it clips along there's nothing to distract you it's tidy there's (laughs) nothing to distract you and i didn't really i I, it's a classic story of power And Mm. royals and poison—it's a real strong Cinderella undercurrent that runs Mm. through Barbie Mariposa.
3: This is the the most positive I've ever heard you guys talk about a movie. (laughs) I like—I've listened to to a lot of your podcast, and this is the brightest dispositions I've ever heard the two of you talk about. (laughs) It's
2: important to bear in mind we haven't spent five previous hours discussing the cinematic universe Mm. of um, Mm. Mattel's Barbie. Something and so I'm unable someone, to
3: comprehend at this point. Yeah, yeah. It's someone who
2: literally is just dipping in and out. I mean, the luxury of the vision that I have. I, you know, until you highlighted that, I don't think I've experienced the world of what it is for a guest to appear on our podcast and be like, "Well, you guys are fucking idiots, but I thought it was okay. <laughs> See ya." <laughs>
0: Richard, what is the plot of this movie?
1: Um well I was gonna um uh, if you guys want to explain this because we've Richard, been Richard,
0: here is the plot of this movie. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. We've been
1: we've been explaining plots of movies for five hours. It's time yeah, yeah. someone else um except for the breaks <laughs> we've
0: already taken. Um So, so the opening shot is on Burble, who is a fairy creature. A puffball gets... is the uh, puff official yeah. And is, is that canon? This is a creature that exists Correct. beyond yep. this film. Okay, Correct. And Bibble gets absolutely wrecked while trying to juggle some nuts uh, for the amusement of one of the fairies, Mm. (laughs) whose name I can't remember. Alina. Alina. Yeah. And Alina's the little one, right? No, no, no. Alina is the Barbie, the main fairy. Alina's the narrator,
2: and Bibble is the mischievous puffball. Yes. Mm. To whom she tells the story. Okay. And Mm. so the story is basically there was a, a land called Flutterfield. (laughs) And uh, it's inhabited by fairy Barbies, and it's just everyone is like a perfectly formed Barbie Mm. figure, and Mm. they've got wings. They're
1: butterfly wings, though, which is important to distinguish from the normal fairy wings. And they
2: live inside of, that's right, Mm. in some sort of enclave. And they they live in fear of the skisites, who I actually immediately found myself (laughs) empathizing with and (laughs) siding with. (laughs) The lights are cast as kind of not the villains, but like the villainous henchmen of the film. You, and I was to- I am
0: shocked by that. They were so scary. They wanted yeah, to yeah, eat the film's protagonist.
2: I felt like I was watching a Planet Earth film, and I finally had permission to root for the predator. I was <laughs> like, we, I these think it's guys. Oh, yeah, go ahead, please, agent. I, th-
3: I think it's important to describe, uh, for those who haven't seen the film, which will be almost everyone listening, what Allow these skisites look like, because I think that is crucial to why they're so scary.
0: Everybody's seen The Matrix. You know <laughs> Sentinels? They're Sentinels. Yeah. <laughs> but in the Barbie <laughs> fairy kingdom. Yeah. They're these flying, um, quite disgusting-looking... Kind of human-faced yeah, yeah. monsters that are kind of spherical, and they rock around. They're allergic to light. They cannot exist in the light. They're not. They aller- fi- they're not allergic. They just we, don't like it. No, they can't <laughs> be in it. They like can't, they can, that, they can't exist in the as light. As the
2: movie goes on, you see them in the light, and they're like, oh, no, uh, light. And they have to bail According to no, the like, Barbie wiki, nothing,
1: they cannot stand to be near lights, is the yeah, official. Yeah,
2: it's not like it actually causes them any... There are no ill effects. It's not like they disintegrate. It's not like a I not they got harmed by No, they're I just like... I thought it ah, definitely was. No, it's like this... Ah, light, my one weakness. So, the, And then they just
0: fucking skeeve off into the night to be hungry for another the, decade. The only other thing we know about them really is that they eat the... the the um. What are they... The fairies are called something. We don't even butterfly know if they fairies. eat the... Butterfly fairies. All they the, want to do is eat the
2: butterfly fairies. I did not see a single butterfly fairy being consumed in was this it, film. Wasn't,
0: was there not a recounting of... um? Oh, That's too horrific to put in a kids' movie. But just the idea of them was so scary. That they're, they're these like freaky, horrible-looking, mobby creatures that just go around going, "Oh, I'm hungry. I want to eat the cute flying girls." Mm. And then the cute flying girls are like, "Well, or, or we're boys. fucked," and they were fucked for ages until um, the queen figured Marabella. out that Marabella mm. um, figured out that the the skeezits is it what they are called. Ski zites hate light, and then like turned all the lights on on these these flowers. But,
2: you, so, but it was ridiculous, really. Basically, installed her as queen. These uh, are <laughs> these fairy barbies. They live in like a it's like a village amongst some sort of plant it and was by like a day forest. they were free to do as they pleased, and then at night when it would become dark, the ski would come in and they'd be hungry. And mostly their hunger would manifest by them saying they were hungry, but <laughs> never eating anything. And then some fucking you know, bright some, spark. Uh, yeah, some bright spark came in and was like, hey, I've got this power where, bang, all these flowers are, are light. And the skisites were just pushed to the fringes of society. They were left with nothing to eat, ostracized by the entire Barbie community. There was no, you know, negotiation about, you know. Uh, we- You're out of your mind.
0: We're dealing with murderers not no i really really
3: like calling them the barbie community and not the fairy community (laughs) i really enjoy that this this species are actually butterfly barbies and not butterfly fairies well
2: you're in over your fucking head mate they're barbies (laughs) (laughs) like i don't i don't need these specs i also read on the wikipedia page that this film is not canon in the barbie Fairytopia.
0: what uh according to whom well, the I,
2: author of the Wikipedia page.
0: I think page. in
1: the sense that it's like a story within mm. the fairy Toby, Because the fairy oh, universe true. is wrapped up now. This was just it's their a, way the, of continuing it. It's so funny. The 12th funny. entry
2: in the Barbie and the 4th installment of the Barbie Fury topia series, but it's not a canon sequel
0: to the previous films. Isn't it so funny that that's important?
3: Well, no, it's in, it's in the sense it's in the sense that it's it's not canon in the sense that yeah, it's a it's a story being retold. I th- I think it's still possible this happened within the universe of Fairytopia, um, but not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe it's like embellished or it's, it's Fantastic
2: like Beasts to Harry Potter. Is that what you're telling me? It's,
3: that's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, well, basically, the Barbie the Barbie fairies, they live in fear of the skizites. The skizites are these really wonderful, affable creatures who are just a little bit They're hungry. Horrible. And um, basically, there's the, the queen is becoming ill, and as she becomes ill, her light dims, and her light is the light that illuminates all of the flowers that keeps the Barbie fairy community safe. And uh, there's a Cinderella-type figure who's Mariposa. And um, she, her job, she's got a day job. She's a bit of a daydreamer. She's not afraid mm-hmm. of the ski sites in the way that the others are. She doesn't love a party, yeah. but her she, friend does. The
0: yeah.
1: Barbie wiki describes her as reticent, which I thought was an interesting word for
2: the Barbie wiki to know. I think <laughs> she should be reticent to something. Socially reticent, but yeah. also like quite an open-minded explorer mm. when measured against the rest of the insular community. Yeah. It also mentions half a dozen times that she loves books above all else. Yes, yeah, they do yeah. bring that up a lot that in the movie. Sc- that scene where she fucks the book was incredible. <laughs> Did not expect that, <laughs> yeah, and graphic <laughs> 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 rendered as it was in that sort of glitchy animation style. I found it hard to immerse myself in, but once I bought in, I was all the way. In.
0: Fantastic. Mm. That's so what the, the, book's the main
3: the main kind of thrust of the series. Um, speaking of, of of fucking, I guess is where my my mind didn't realise that's where the, where I was getting thrusting from until I committed <laughs> to the um, metaphor. Um, but speaking of, of thrusting, the the main thrust of the story is that uh, Mariposa is trying to find the antidote to save Mar Maribelum Maribelum
1: Marabella the queen
3: the queen Queen yeah. Marabella. Um, before the light runs out, and you find out there's like a, a royal uprising happening where
0: someone's trying there to take over the kingdom. Yeah, there is a coup, coup attempt involving poison. It's yeah. very cool. The, the, the queen involves her chief advisor and some woman.
2: The queen's uh, the queen's got a very trustworthy and beloved assistant who, it turns out, has sourced some sort of um, mythical poison and is. Mm. Using her closeness to the queen to poison the queen with eyes yeah. to overthrowing the monarchy very, and assuming controls, yeah. Mm. And um, the prince, the queen's the queen's son, the prince who is the sort of the uh, the apple of everyone's eye. Carlos. So yeah, Marip- Mariposa has to serve these two sort of Mariposa is a Cinderella type figure, and she serves these two ugly stepsister type characters, these twins who are very rude and dismissive and sort of um, inconsiderate towards Mariposa's humanity, uh, and eventually. They, they 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 desire the prince and eventually eventually Mariposa incidentally runs into the prince one night she she fumbles her book into him and he, he saves the book and comes back and they're reading the same book and it's a very sweet moment and then he's sort of like oh I can't really talk right now but this stuff because I'm a prince yeah <laughs> Prince Carlos. There's, there's Spain, Spain exists in this universe, Spain by the way. Spain exists in this
0: universe, so does Russia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because the um, the two sisters, who were kind of the ugly stepsister equivalents to borrow from the Cinderella. Yeah. But rest assured, they, they're not them. ugly.
2: They're both absolute smoke shows. And I had to pause the movie twice to uh, masturbate were... to completion, <laughs> to enjoy their
0: company. This was after the book scene? Yeah. Yeah, this is a sticky afternoon. Yeah. So Carlos is Spanish. The two sisters are Eastern Russian. European yeah. or Russian, yeah. Eastern bloc, maybe Soviet, we're not not too sure. Pretty much everyone else is either American or British. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As we know people in positions of authority but not absolute authority, are British. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, absolute and, emper- and pro- are yeah, and
2: protagonists are American. Yes, yeah. protagonists are American. Yeah, people who are close to power but not in power are British. British and yes. everyone else is uh, but it's already relevant. It's a
0: common, it's a kid's movie trope. Mm. That, this does
3: bring up uh, a, an interesting point for the yeah. podcast that I can't imagine will interest um, either of you, um, G&T. <laughs> but uh, is that- this is the first Barbie movie where the main protagonist is not voiced by Kelly Sheridan. Yeah, who,
1: as you'll know, has voiced um, the Barbie mm. character up until this point, I actually did know that um, I absolutely yeah. knew that but because because they often have um like so Barbie will tell the story and then it's kind of like Barbie is inserting herself into the story so she's playing the main character whereas this one uh Kelly Sheridan voices Alina in the in the opening in the kind of book end of the film um but then uh Mariposa is voiced by Chiara Zani, who voiced uh, Barbie's enemy Raquel in the Barbie Diaries. Oh that's where I knew her from. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but then and there's a sequel to Mariposa, and Call- Callie Sheridan just voices her then. Um, but also <laughs> something stupid. to look forward to in that sequel. Um, so on the Barbie on the Barbie Wikipedia page for the character of Mariposa, um, there's the kind of like the character history um she appears in two films so for her adventure in this film Mariposa and her butterfly fairy friends uh there's 190 words written for her adventures in the sequel there's a full 3494 words 10 pages long about what she gets up to and um wow Mariposa and, and um whatever the it's
2: a, called. a testament to the clarity and succinctness of the story here. And before we continue <laughs> recounting the plot, which I enjoyed, I just want to know, like, relative to the movies you've seen so far, even hearing you talk about it, it makes me feel sick for how immersed you are in this Barbie mm-hmm. universe. Mm. How did you guys find, separate from plot and story, whatever, and, like, you know, the different people voicing different characters, how did you find the, the viewing experience inside of this film, watching Barbie Mariposa? L-
3: like, how yeah. does it rank with the other Barbie movies?
2: Yeah, whatever measurable you want, but just like, was it, were you happier than usual? Were you sadder than usual? Were you defeated? Well,
1: that's, I'm glad you asked actually, because, um. so what happened was, I put this film on and it starts with like a bunch of unsubtitled bibble dialogue, and then <laughs> um, you're introduced to this character who we have seen multiple times, but you guys obviously haven't, and then launching into another protagonist, and. So, so, the four of us have collaborated before. We did um, a podcast on the no, 2017 film 911, starring Charlie Sheen and Whoopi Goldberg. And in Great that, flag. it was um, that <laughs> we had organized with Tim that the four of us would do this. And Guy, you were kind of just told to go along with that. And you were pretty sour on the whole experience. And I got so much joy watching Mariposa knowing like just imagining you lying in bed with a laptop on your chest just being like fuck <laughs> and, <laughs> and so like anytime there would be something that would like dive into the deep fairy topia lore I got so much joy out of watching that and it, and it saved me from what I imagine could have been quite a trough in my enjoyment of Barbie movies although oh, wow. having said that the next film we're going to be talking about is the best one
0: <laughs> so can I just just in summation then, Guy asked you, how did you find watching this film? And your answer was pretty good because I know you would have been fucking hating it at the time. <laughs>
1: yeah. I was. I, wow. it
2: was a, I had a great time knowing that you
0: were provide
2: that hypothetical service. Little did you know, I set up a laundry cycle perfectly in synchronicity with the movie. Wow. And so I was like, you know, when this movie finishes, I'm going to hang out that laundry. High point and, of the day. Uh, <laughs> yeah and i felt and that made me feel really good i also i had uh <laughs> ah you foiled again
0: <laughs> and I, I had a really good
2: cup of tea
0: oh, no. uh and so and i was like that's actually an unbeatable combination yeah yeah sinking up the time of a laundry load and mm. having a really cracking also cup like of tea. an hour and 15 minutes yeah Fuck, that's
2: a cakewalk. You got to be kidding me. That's not gonna. That's not gonna upset me.
0: You think that's going <laughs> to even leave a dent? in our hands, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think not. Uh, AJ, how did you find it?
2: Like against mm. the other films, I mean, are you buying in? The more you, the more you immerse yourselves, are you getting further and further in, or are you sort yeah, of yeah. finding yourself detached? Yeah, and I observing mean, as an external you, person, you
3: have to immerse yourself. I think in any in any film, or else you're, why are you're you doing a podcast about? Um, bad movies, um, but the the I did have to pause it about twenty minutes in to have a nap because I was so bored that I, could, I couldn't keep my eyes open. Which is the the wow. first of the Barbie episode that I've had to watch in two parts. So um mm. that that's you know good innings so far. Um, in terms of ranking it with the other Barbie movies, this is better than Barbie Fairytopia three. Um, it's not as good as Barbie Fairytopia two, which is I the best sick. Barbie movie. I, um, I feel by, like me. I'm in
2: a parody of you know life when i hear you ranking it amongst the barbie fairy topia series mm. i feel physically ill <laughs> i
3: agree yeah me too um, because i think um yeah and and it, it, it i was editing um what we've got so far in the in this episode um yesterday and Hearing how passionate I was talking about, um, Barbie and the Island Princess, I was just like, Jesus Christ, this is inside, a, <laughs> this is so niche. I'm inside this bubble where Barbie is extremely important. And, um, it's very hard to get out of that, especially, um, when you're, you're watching so many in a row. Like we're watching one a day to get to, mm. to make our, um, this yeah, doesn't come day. out well, for a month.
2: Cause can I, <laughs> can I say, I, um, I sort of I when I started watching it I realized that it's not my first immersion in like the Barbie animated universe oh. and that I I live with my partner and my partner has a daughter and I've um occasionally when we're sort of trying to burn time if you're exhausted and you just need to get through and out you know like your laundry's you're on and child, you gotta do something to kill the time you're winding down the clock <laughs> that's right and uh I was on the kids' version of Netflix, scrolling through the options, presenting them to this Mm. child, and I said, what one would you like? And this was before she even knew what she was choosing. She was just basing it on an image. And she chose a Barbie television show, and it was one where Barbie is this – she's a teenager, and she lives in a really lovely home with her parents and her younger sister. And the parents and younger sister are going away on a family holiday, during school holidays, and she is staying at the house to uh, do her first summer job at like a wet-and-wild type – uh, mm. Aquatic theme park, and I watched it. And this must be after two thousand eight because the animation was crisp and everything. Yeah, yeah. But some part of that, like um, I, I, I didn't enjoy it, and I thought it was very vapid. And like I, what we watched the whole episode, and I thought it was really bad. And I didn't like that I would put it on for this person, and like that we, you know, this was this well because you. <laughs> I, I don't want to use her name, not, not that anyone enough, cares. But. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but it's interesting because I was like, I didn't like that this is the sort of material that's catered to get a child to watch a program and to keep watching it. And it happens on YouTube as well, where sometimes the only show that really she has uh, license to watch is Peppa Pig. But sometimes she'll click through and start watching these weird, like toy unwrapping videos and all this mm-hmm. shit. And it's, when you get into that Slipper stuff, where it's like they're just feeding colors and, and stuff and noises. You, you sort of like, I don't like the way that, you know, everything streamlined to just keep people engaged without actually considering what's going in. And so the, the way that the story was told and the moral of the story and the message, I actually really enjoyed. Like I felt like it was serving a higher purpose than just being an hour and 15 minutes in the company of the Fairy Barbies because it was like, there was value underwriting this, which was like, yeah. you know, coming mm-hmm. to terms with yourself and accepting your differences from other people. And also, like, all of the characters, apart from the villains, softened towards one another and showed emotional growth and development, mm. which was so far beyond what, you know, when you sit down to watch Barbie
0: Mariposa at what two o'clock on a woman summer who afternoon. Was trying to kill the queen.
2: Yeah, well she, Didn't she, she be- remain evil. She was a villain, but that's yeah. fine. Like, that's what you that's what you expect of villains. But like the Barbie character experienced personal growth and grew uh developed self confidence. Like the two uh beautiful steps. She became less reticent. Yeah, that exa- <laughs> that's right. And the two beautiful sisters to whom I, I couldn't help but frequently pause and masturbate to <laughs> mm-hmm. also uh, like, their humanity... Br- Did that throw you off your laundry cycle? Uh, no, I'm a very <laughs> where, quick masturbator. Uh, <laughs> it it helped. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he factored you know, the that into the cycle. There, was, right. there were no tissue papers or loose bits of cloth around, and I just found myself masturbating into the washing machine. It cleans uh, itself. No clean-up. <laughs> really efficient. Whites of white. Eh? Uh, but the thing is... I put it on a cold wash. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was not <on> cold wash. <laughs> Even these characters... It was on the coldest setting. (laughs) I even these characters experienced some sort of personal growth or development. Like they went from being these sort of outlandish dismissive villains to understanding the empathy and humanity of this person who worked for them. And I was like, I'm really
0: interested in how god awful this first Barbie movie was that you watched. The Barbie TV show. It's a low bar. Is that Barbie
1: Life in the Dreamhouse or Barbie Dreamhouse Adventures?
0: Because they are different. (laughs) (laughs) This is important.
2: I think it it was Life in the Dreamhouse, right? It's one way... Sh- she works at she works at a yeah she as I say she works actually it's less of a wet and wild more of a Sea World I'm pretty sure there are dolphins there probably
3: that's a whole sound other like kettle of ethics be, and Barbie yeah. yeah I understand what you mean with the, the like the message of the film is good is essentially what you're saying yeah. there's and 36 think, other
1: ones if you want us to send them to yeah. you guy <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> to show this exactly. person this is this is the twelfth time in a row I've seen more or less this lesson communicated <laughs> through poorly rendered CGI Barbie dolls. So I get it, and what? I'm glad you enjoyed it. But in terms isn't it, of- it ironic of- <laughs> that
2: you've been you've absorbed this message twelve times that you can't forgive the poor rendering on these CGI? Bible? <laughs> what, when will you learn that the imperfections is what makes them perfect?
3: You're right. You're right. You're right. I, what, T- what Tim's I shaking
2: his head at me. <laughs> I don't know
3: about that. Can I talk about um, something I thought was funny at the end of this movie? On
2: your own five-hour podcast, permission granted. <laughs>
3: <it. laughs> Five hours? I wish. Uh, it'll, it'll end, what what do we work out the other day? It's probably going to be about 15.
2: Mi- minimum, we, I think, 15 probably closer right. to like well i'm sure that's a What's heartening that? thing for the listener to hear at this juncture <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> well they'll know yeah
0: look at <laughs> yeah, yeah. you open itunes and you, you you have a flick around and you see tim ferris with a 45 minute conversation on how to make your life better and uh you see a joe rogan experience oh it's three hours but he's got a really good guest, so oh maybe and then you see colt popsh's <laughs> 15 hour yeah. escapades into the barbie cinematic universe Popshire,
1: who once scratched and- the bottom of the top 200 movie and uh, movie and tv podcasts in barbados uh, <laughs> um, wow. that's the best stat we've received
2: if you, uh- this might be just the thing to push you over the top over there and you know beautiful barbados
0: <laughs> hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget This episode is
2: sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, Tim, you know I'm a huge advocate for hiring an objective professional, licensed professional to tell my problems to, so that when they tell me what they think, I know I'm getting it
0: straight. That's where BetterHelp comes in. That's right. BetterHelp have a big pile of professionals to talk to at your convenience online. You've done a bit of therapy, right, Guy? I started doing therapy during, uh, there was a pandemic, I don't know if you
2: remember, and the benefits were immediate and long-lasting. They help give you skills that you can use when you are in stressful or anxious
0: situations. Honestly, it's changed my life for the better. I guess that's why they call it BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit
2: betterhelp.com slash all time today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash all time.
3: Um so the at the end of the movie uh there's sort of like a trial where they've got to get the antidote for the poison and there's there's like this this gauntlet where each of the four characters one is left behind as the other one um marches forward, which, you know, is a trope I've seen in, in plenty of movies um like this. So I was like, sweet, I understand it. Um and then uh uh um what's her name? Mariposa, the, the title character, um gets to the last stage and the fairy that's guiding her there is like um it's, it's it's the sky full of stars and she goes you have to pick the right star it's like a, a um, end of of last crusade kind of holy grail situation yeah. where she has to pick the right star that'll be the antidote but there's, there's hundreds of stars and it's like and like during this time her reflection from the like the chamber the, the, the gauntlet that they've been going through is like evil and has been saying like whispering bad things and, and telling her she's not good enough
2: all of her insecurities
3: yeah exactly and so she's looking at all these stars and she's like oh which one do I choose and then she looks over at the Archer constellation which was brought up earlier in the film and she looks across and the Archer is pointing towards a lone star in like a a relatively large um, sort of just sea of of blackness and she's like that one's all on its own and the reflection goes yeah it's just a a meaningless star it means nothing (laughs) and it's like uh, (laughs) "Like this this is clearly the star that that she said it is clearly delineated up there and like without even knowing about the archer constellation without even having that established it's still like an arrow made out of stars pointing to a single star in the middle of nothing and it's treated like you know only mariposa with the lessons she's learned along the way with the, the adventures she's just been only only then was she able to choose the right star and it's like do, this is clear to anyone.
2: no you say, you say that but who are the what are the names of the sisters because basically, uh, Mariposa picks up there are three other people who she goes on this adventure with to retrieve the antidote that can, mm. you know... Oh, uh, Rainer yeah. and Rayla. Rainer and Rayla. S4. And then what was the name of the the bunny?
3: Zizi. Zinzi? Zinzi. Zinzi. So, Zinzi. Zinzi.
2: By the way, I love Zinzi. Mm. Zinzi is like Zinzi. All Zinzi wants is uh, Fluttercorn. They use Fluttercorn to negotiate with Zinzi, who's this weird bunny. And Fluttercorn appears to be a very thinly veiled metaphor for meth. <laughs> like, I mean, everything about ZZ's relationship to Fluttercorn yeah. is that of a meth addict who wants meth. Mm. It's like as soon as as soon as they know that it's in the picture, it's all they think about. It's all they talk about. It's all they ask for. They when will They will do get unspeakable it. things
0: yeah. and um, really compromise themselves for but, a hit. Yeah, but the, fluttercorn. The, the, and like it just keeps
2: bringing up Fluttercorn. Even when they're on the adventure and they're all past the Fluttercorn stage, it's like, oh, how, how about we get some Fluttercorn? You know what, really kick things off some <laughs> Fluttercorn. Hey, guys, I'm feeling pretty flat. You got any more of that Fluttercorn? But basically, the three of them are sidekicks on this journey from Mariposa. And I know that you say, like, you dismiss it offhandedly, that, you know, the single star that the archer is pointing to is the most obvious choice, but not to the adventurers that Mariposa is with. Right. need of the sisters, Zizi, like, the sisters, it's, Pretty heavily emphasized, would probably choose the most obvious, immediately shiny star that burns brightest. ZZ would probably choose the one this. that looks like Fluttercorn. That's right. <laughs> and of the four adventurers, Mariposa is the only one who would be able to identify who's so enamored by the archer. Because she's into astronomy. Mm. It's yeah. weird. She I,
0: loves reading and she loves astronomy. And the movie does, like, you know, take a lot of opportunities to remind us of those two facts. <laughs> And credit where it's due. That's good storytelling to lead us to the end point where you need book smarts mm. and a knowledge of the well, so night if, sky to pick the right choice.
2: Yeah, That's cool. If we want to talk about scary characters, it, it, for me it was not the Skizites. The Skizites were the heroes of the film, and <laughs> so I would scary, love to see. Yeah. I'd love to spend looking... some more time in the in the the universe, the Skizite universe. So yeah, you know, actually terrified. see what makes them tick. Because they don't have an easy life, by any accounts. You know, I understand this movie is told from the Barbie's perspective, and so
0: immediately they are cast aside as the villains, but these are just... Can I just pause you for one second? The only children's movie character I can think of that would rival them for scariness... (laughs) Is the child catcher from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Nope, fuck that shit. Uh, Return to Oz, are they called the Wheelies? They're like the Room of Heads. Because that's freaking no the in that fucking machine. Mich- those guys who were like on one wheel, I think they're called wheelies or something like that. Heelies? Heelies? Absolutely they just have sh- uh, sh- wheels <laughs> and the heels. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Now I think about them, they're it's, just uh, kids on heels. Hill- <laughs> uh, I
2: was thinking of a shoe fad, but the skisites I, I made my peace with. Next, you wound up rooting for, but the 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 um, what was it called the sea beast? Oh yeah, yeah. The oh sea my beast. god! Yeah, the no, you're right. Oh,
3: I forgot about the sea beast.
2: <laughs> that was a scary motherfucker. <laughs> the sea beast was hungry as all hell. Yeah, and like, and there were these two sort of Californian mermaids yeah, who yeah. they came across, who were sort of equivalents of those sisters, the Russian sisters, who were so casual. Mm. Um, but yeah, the the sea beast. I was like, there's that's scary." ski bites are funny i, to, I to, like to bring
3: it um locally i actually thought the sea beast um somewhat resembled like traditional tanifar um depictions um i thought because it's got it's got like sort of the the like koru shapes like creating its face and i was like it's a tanifar and then it did what i i what i'm to understand the legend say a tanifar does which is uh,
2: yeah, chase barbie that. dolls through the water <laughs> <laughs> that's right <laughs> I uh, I thought the sea—it's you know that it's a uh, it's a fish that lives at the very bottom of the ocean. It's got like an homing yeah. device. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was
0: it was inspired by the anglerfish. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I loved it. Sea beast was scary, but not nearly as scary as those zezites Skizites, skizites, oh, you, skizites. You're, you're mixing up. You don't, up even, Zinzi even, know, you don't and, even know what they're called. What a creature I don't they know, I don't know they're what they're called <laughs> I don't know what they're called but their images burned into my brain I will have nightmares I, about
3: it's them. scary because the limitations of the animation make it scarier mm. like it's yes. it's 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 the best they could design a you know the the script probably described them as like a winged creature and it's like Mm. all right and they've got kind of the dumb personality of like ed from ed ed and eddie right so they like took all these things and did the best they could i bet i bet a drawing of skisites is less scarier than a 3d rendering of them
0: Mm. there's an uncanny valley aspect Mm. to them where they look like ugly humans faces that are just like flying through the air trying to eat Beautiful yeah. creatures, and that's uh that's there's not cool, man. Yeah, it's actually pretty fucking terrifying, if you ask me. That's really not on Barbie mariposa. <laughs> really, <laughs> think about you, faces just rolling around on a sphere. I
2: I just creepy. I just can't believe I'm the only one who's in it with the skisides here.
0: <laughs> I, they tried to sell them for comedy, though.
1: I I thought I actually thought their design was pretty funny. I,
0: right. I they were comedy characters. Yeah, I thought, and I like to was, me it
1: was it was a little disarming. I thought these could be scary for little children. Um, yeah. But um, but or yeah, Tim. like the humor side of them really disarmed them for me. I
0: just couldn't get away from the fact that they were there to eat. <laughs> yeah, that's the incredibly that we so high restless. stakes like, for these movies. It's <laughs> super Because tell me about Barbie's Enemy in. The, the other Barbie, you mentioned that she had like an actual enemy and. Oh, real that, life. so but the
1: Barbie like, Diaries is like completely different to any of these films. It's my favourite so far. Um, it's the worst one. Um, it's the worst. And it's, it's, it's most tearing people, the
3: podcast in, in half.
0: <laughs> a gritty character style. <laughs> most people
1: rank it as the worst one. Um, but actually, the next one, which I've already watched, we'll talk about that in a second, um, is even better. But the Barbie Diaries is set like in our world. Um and it's the animation style slightly different. They're kind of trying to embrace the fact that it's uh, it's lower quality and it's a more kind of like cell shaded design. Oh, it's um, good. Do that. Yeah, and it's it, um,
3: it looks worse to him. <laughs>
1: it looks so but much it's, worse. It's it's like a Mean Girls kind of thing. so it's set like in a high school and so I enjoyed not seeing her be a princess Um, but evidently that was too much of a change for everyone else
3: no one's trying to eat all the characters in the Barbie Diaries though I'll give it that
0: I'm uh, looking at some imagery from the Barbie Diaries (laughs) movie now and it is equally if not more terrifying to me it looks like Raquel
1: un- from the Barbie Diaries is scarier than the Skizites.
3: <laughs> can you buy the Skizites as toys, like the tie-in merchandise? No, nah, the tie-in
1: merchandise for this one is pretty light. Although this is the first one I've seen that sells uh, like the doll of the main character with the DVD as like a multi-pack, and oh. I thought that was like such. I, a I'd
2: love i the Skizites. I'm imagining is sort of like plush cushions that you mm. put on your couch or whatever, and I am just imagining how they can. Like what stitching technique they can use to render the faces as blotchy and sort of poorly as they are represented in the film. Mm, that is it'll true. Also, they should have one of those mm. those uh, buttons in the middle of them where you squeeze it right. It'll say, "I'm hungry for." F-. For Barbie theories <laughs> or you know <laughs> oh really British, but no, you say that, but like at least fifty percent of
3: the movies we've watched so far have like a Cockney British villain character who talks yeah, like yeah, this, and
1: yeah. then a real snidely, snivelly <laughs> British character who talks like
3: this. They like it, they go off and on. Every <laughs> second one will have at least one of those characters, and that used to be a, a, a voice trope, a character trope I enjoyed, and now I don't want to see it
0: anymore. <laughs> because I enjoyed Barbie's it then. Really
2: I loved your voice work. I, I felt you. like I was. Watching a read through for Oliver Twist
0: <laughs> <laughs> This here says They are Henna's minions mm. Mm. Hena is the bad guy of the film Is she in control yeah. of all of them The ski Somehow she
2: kind of is that's crazy. I think it's because she's like, as soon as I'm in power and all the lights go
0: out, it's you got free reign on all these. Barbie's got a real fucking thing for brunettes. Say, eh? I don't know who, <laughs> what brunette hurt the creator of the Barbie universe, but all blondes are good and brunettes are trying to kill the queen. Yeah. It seems
3: like a real consistent thing. <laughs> it's
0: because there's only two hair
3: colours in the Barbie
0: universe, so you got a differentiate Although, between
1: them. Although, um, fun fact about Mariposa, uh, she's the only Barbie character with uh, brown eyes.
0: That is a fun fact. Very fun. It's quite telling.
2: Do you know who invented the Barbie doll? Barbara. Oh, Barbara. Barbara Roberts. Barbara, doll. No, it was, Af- Barbara, doll. Barbara was the daughter. <laughs>
1: no,
0: it was a woman named Ruth Handler. Oh yeah, she modeled it on her daughter, and her daughter famously fucking hated them.
2: <laughs> Why well, it says here she she uh, she used a German doll called Build Lily as a inspiration,
0: but she was named for her daughter, right? Barbara, Barbara? Millicent yeah. Roberts. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um, hey, we haven't even mentioned the blue haired sassy sidekick, the funniest character <laughs> in the whole movie, who delivered my favourite line. Maraposa. <laughs> I can't even remember why she said it. But she. Just, I love it when people say something like stupid into someone's face. Mm. And that was. That was yeah. cool. Mm. But she was. um She was a real. Uh yeah, sassy best friend. Mm. It was cool. A lot of them so far, so I'm glad. Like this is another thing where like you guys having
3: watched one are like this is cool, and us having watched twelve is like yeah, that, yeah, that, that, that was, was cool. Yeah, cool. And they had one of those, and that one as well. <laughs> yeah, when, I'm not trying to be elitist. I'm not trying to be elitist about Barbie movies. Mm. Um, more I'm trying to match your well, energy. You're doing
2: a you're doing a a shit job of not being <laughs> oh, elitist. Next I'm time sorry, we ask guy. you to watch
1: one film and come on our podcast, we expect. You to watch the other
2: 12. <laughs> hey, I love the begrudging energy with which you're accepting our guest appearance on your 15 hour misguided Barbie deep dive, you absolute fucks.
0: <laughs> I'm not concerned about you two because I look at you two and I see a lot of myself. I see GT reflected onto this computer. Which screen. one's which?
1: Who I'm. You have to tell
3: us which I'm one's worried. which.
0: <laughs> uh, Richard, Richard is Guy, AJ is me. Okay. I, think. I think we, I think we um, can both
1: will live with that. The thing is, yep. whenever people tell us like which one we are of a duo, we're always both offended. <laughs> but not this time, right,
3: Richard? Yeah! Not this time.
0: The person I'm concerned about is the listener, is mm. the consumer of this 15-hour odyssey. And I don't mean odyssey in the way that we use it these days. Like This is truly the Greek origin story. This is a, a similar quest mm. that some misguided hero is going mm. on. And for what? Yeah. What will they receive at the end? It'd be funny. How much richer will they be? Well,
1: they'll be able to um, hop on our Discord and talk about the episode, um, <laughs> which you know you you all should join. But
0: you've hidden a password. You've hidden a password to the Discord <laughs> somewhere between hour one and fourteen. You got to listen to the whole fucking
3: thing to find <laughs> if it. If you've That's listened this idea. far into the podcast, yeah, no, let's do it. If you've listened this far into the podcast, um, say the first person in our Discord to say the word um archer will uh, get a special prize first first time i see the word archer in
2: our discord we'll send you a drops. barbie doll of your yeah. choice yeah. can i tell you guys something yeah tell us i'm on the imdv for barbie mariposa and her butterfly fairy friends right now mm-hmm. and there is a review a user review that was posted as recently as january 9 2021
0: <laughs> it. was it you guys now, do no. either,
2: either of you post on IMDb under the name Diana Marinelli? <laughs> <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> That's a start? fantastic
2: suit <laughs> This is what Diana thinks. This was a good movie with the storyteller being Elena, which is interesting since we only see Barbie most of the time. Mariposa is a great character people can look after since she starts as an unconfident individual but blossoms to be a hero.
3: It's funny how um This person's like, been going through and
2: reviewing all of the
1: Barbie movies. Yeah, God, I, I hope she as doesn't as... release a fifteen-hour podcast before us.
3: I was gonna say, like, as as widespread as these movies are, how hard is it to believe that someone other than us four watched this movie this year? You know, yeah. dude, well, there that will seems be, so unlikely.
0: Th- this is the weird thing because, like, with our stupid, misguided projects into film <laughs> uh, podcasting, like watching, you know, Six in the City two fifty-two times, um, mm. which I'd be quite confident to say. Probably no one has done, or very few people. World record. I, I reckon there'll be a shit ton of people who have seen all the Barbie movies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But
1: you go on Letterboxd, and there's there's very little rankings of all thirty-seven. Yeah, yeah. Some stop it. <laughs> very like,
0: little, not
2: none. You know what? I do go on Letterboxd, <laughs> and I do notice there are very few rankings. Well, mm.
1: I, I I don't want to confidently say there are none. <laughs> I wasn't able to find any, but there's a few that have right. like 33 or 34 because they said they were taking a hiatus or they they weren't going to make any more. and then they came out with one a few months ago. So mm. maybe people haven't caught up with that.
2: I feel like no one really got on side with Diana Marinelli's review, but I do want to check in with someone who is at the other end of the spectrum. Is this a Freak and- Fire one? Yes. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I, I
1: I had this review, but if if you want to go through it because I also went through Freak Fire ones. Uh, history and it was very revealing but i'll, I'll let you uh t- t- tell the contents of their review
2: well the heading is corny maybe they could have hired jody benson which means nothing to me but i assume is a layered piece of- uh, jody
1: benson's <laughs> the voice of ariel and the little mermaid
2: yeah there you go wow talk about a movie that just lacked about everything but i will give it this they didn't waste a lot of money on animators or acting talent. <laughs> Although I am of the opinion that somebody like Jodie Benson could have at least made things more bearable.
1: Actually, anyway, it's just, just come to me that it's worth mentioning Jodie Benson also voices Barbie in the Toy
0: Story movies. Incredible. Oh. Ah, that makes sense.
2: Here it goes. It wasn't really good on any level. The CGI was shoddy and substandard. Even to the 1995 levels of Toy Story, you'd think they'd be at least that good. Nope. Second, the story. Haven't we all heard of the poisoning fill-in-the-blank will lead to a better storyline in fantasies? Nothing original here, and that isn't even talking about the lack of character development. Then comes the grumpy-looking creatures that, for some reason, can't stand light. Were they supposed to be evil? No clue here, but they sure don't put up a fight. (laughs) Even for kids, this was bad. Just because you put the word Barbie on it doesn't mean it deserves a kid's time. F. What
3: the fuck? Just Five because of- you put Barbie on it, it doesn't mean it deserves a kid's time. What's Five out of
0: sixteen
2: there? found this helpful.
0: Usually, oh, their oh. trademark is a gatekeeper of quality. It's interesting. Jesus, so,
1: um, this character, uh, this 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 person, Freak Fire One, they are quite a character. They um they reviewed quite a few films, and I'll just go through the headlines of some of their reviews. Um, so for Future I'm a Bender's game, they said it's getting better, but it needs more Alf. As an <laughs> Alf from Pog Fame. Um, school for Scoundrels. Bad Santa meets Alf. Iron Man. Can Alf be an Iron Man too? Uh oh. Twenty one. Lisa Lapira is dating Alf. RV. Runaway vacation. <laughs> Alf should be in the next Jet Li film. <laughs>
2: that's true. That's 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 the best one. It's not connected to the. That's true. That's, that's just
0: that's just a sentence. How did they not bring up Alf in the context of this Barbie movie? I'm getting the idea that Freak Fire One is some sort of uh, comedy writer who's created an account <laughs> and is reviewing all of these movies and their connection or lack thereof uh, mm. to Alf and narry a mention of of Alf and Mariposa. They have
1: 239 reviews.
0: Smells like a podcast concept to me. Yeah, are just trying to insert Elf into different fr- uh, film yeah. franchises. Yeah, absolutely. Well,
1: so we've been trying to stick to about 20 minutes per film, and this is a- rapidly approaching an hour. Um,
3: <laughs> i got to be an extra Why guest. the fuck didn't you tell us that at the start? <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry it's about fine. it. It's fine. They've what, come this far. <laughs> they're
1: going to listen another 10 or 12 hours. Um, but we do have a couple of things to kind of run through that we've been doing for all these films. Um so we haven't mentioned um, all, all, none of these films after the first one have Rotten Tomatoes critic scores, but they do have audience scores. Guy, you've got uh, you got your hand up.
2: You I'm just quite far. I'm quite far into Frig Fire One's review. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a review of the 2005 film called Because of Winn Dixie, which is a movie about a mischievous dog that befriends a lonely young girl in a new town and helps make her new friends. And the set, the byline for the review is Wow. That dog sucked. <laughs> <laughs>
1: wow! Um, but so on uh, the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, um, from a total of nine hundred eighty-four reviews, uh, what percentage do we think this film would have? Nine hundred forty.
2: Nine hundred eighty-four audience reviews. Yeah.
1: What percentage uh, of those
2: do you think are positive? Four zero. Forty. 54% AJ
3: I, they've, been, they've been around 73 for the past 7 or 8 movies So I'm going to guess 73
1: uh, 82
2: <laughs>
0: Oh, that's very oh. high That is incredibly high yeah. Hard
2: one that- and well deserved
0: <laughs> That's not <laughs> From- true at all <laughs> from from the the eight
3: year old girls who are registering on Rotten Tomatoes and reviewing it as the audience score, mm. yeah, uh, well, sure I can they, imagine
2: uh, the, the the sort of unbridled passion of an eight year old girl who logs onto Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> and sees that her favorite Barbie Fairyland movie is sitting below seventy percent and being like, you know, this really. <laughs> Fucks me
1: off. (laughs) Well, then 18% of people are just like, there's not enough Alf in this film. (laughs) Um, So this was also directed by Conrad Halton. We didn't, um, but he should be credited for his work. Um, (laughs) So one thing we've been doing, um, uh, if you don't mind me asking, what year were you guys born? And then I can tell you what Barbie looked like the year you were born.
0: 87.
1: 88. 87 and 88. Okay. Because you're born between 80 and 90, there's potentially another Barbie I can give you. Um, <laughs> so in 87, um, you had um, Dr. Barbie.
0: Oh, sick.
1: Um, so it highlighted women in the workplace. Dr. Barbie came with her own medical equipment uh, like doctor's bag and stethoscope. But because she's Barbie, she also came with a quick change accessory to change from her lab coat into something a little fancier. Well, she
2: also came with big
0: tits and a fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was the quick change accessory. Also born in 1987, uh, my wife, who is a doctor. So clearly, um, mm, this, clearly inspired. this toy had an impact. <laughs> um,
1: also in 87, you have Bopsy, the new addition to Barbie's band. What instrument does she play? Check out her satiny jacket for the answer. And looking at her satiny jacket, jacket appears to be a saxophone.
0: Oh, shit. That's cool. <laughs> okay. um, and so in
1: 1988, you had Fashion Barbie. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Barbie was all about the fashion in 1988. That year, Fashion Magic Barbie had a line of coordinating accessories and fashion were released. It's not a sentence. Um, Fashion Magic Barbie had the feathered bangs and oversized knotted T-shirts that so many of us rocked back in the day.
2: She knows how it is, yeah. and so do
1: I. But she's got a Los Angeles T-shirt, and it's tied in a knot at the bottom. Very 80s. Right. Wow um all Very right fashion. well i guess um unless you guys have any more final thoughts about barbie mariposa mariposa also i've being got Spanish a lot of final Butterfly.
0: thoughts about this movie <laughs> no I, I don't want to talk about it anymore
2: <laughs> uh I, I don't i just want to say congratulations on making it this far i'm actually i'm not talking to you guys i'm talking right. to the listener uh the and single just listener who's made it this far uh <laughs> No, thanks for having us. And um I, you know, I hope this didn't undermine the pleasure you took in the idea that I was hating it, but I actually you know, as a sort of drop-in movie-going experience, I kind of enjoyed watching Barbie Mariposa. Mm. It was unusual. Awesome. I'm like
3: Unlike Richard, I'm actually very relieved, Guy, because well, I was um, about to say that <laughs> because Guy, you and I have constantly um, interacted with each other through a mutual friend forcing you to do something with me. Um, there was, <laughs> <laughs> there was the the um the 911 episode we did was was uh, put upon you by Tim, but and this is off pod, but um we we actually met because a mutual friend of of ours um c- got you to commit to a, to acting in a short film that um <laughs> you later. Told me you didn't enjoy doing um, for no money, so I was like, oh my God this guy just think I'm this this character orbiting his life who constantly <laughs> talks to someone else who commits <laughs> him to doing these no, things no. he doesn't want to do i
2: I've got nothing but time and respect for you AJ even oh. if you don't appear to have that for yourself. I uh, I did hate making that short film. We've though. got to end this
0: thing. You said twenty minutes people, was the if expected. People are duration? still listening.
2: How can they find your
3: show
0: if they don't know about it already? You can catch us on hour fifteen of this same episode <laughs> on our triumphant return to the Barbie. No. Uh, I mean, like you're more time. than
1: welcome to.
2: <laughs>
0: It'd be so funny to ride back in.
2: I think um, if I'll you, come back in with someone else if you go to the Mattel website and look up the 1988 Barbie Fashion Barbie. That's where you'll find me. <laughs> and if you look up
3: the, am uh, I to 1970- understand you don't
2: want to do a plug for your show? <laughs> Is
3: that what you're telling me. <laughs>
0: 1973 fascist Barbie. Uh, that's where <laughs> hey, I. Hey, no,
3: 1993 there. was policeman Barbie. So closely, like that's oh, that's yeah, what that's me and Richard gross. got.
0: Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Worst Idea of All is the website. Our podcast is currently uh, watching all of the Emmanuel movies, which are a collection of softcore pornographies started in the sixties, writing right up into the two thousands. Mm. Much like James Bond, the franchise shifts through uh, different actors portraying the titular Emmanuel, and mm. you never get to see a penis or yet. Oh. or an uh, asshole.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Those are the best body okay? parts. The, that yeah. that So
3: you're, you're the only difference really between this episode and your entire season of the podcast is you guys have split us up, split it up into multiple episodes. We're we're all watching yeah. marathon length movies that no one really knows exists. That, with that confusing lack of watch. genitals. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right with the that's idea true. of
2: genitals, but not the actuality.
3: Thanks for having us. Well, Barbie doesn't have genitals. She's just just smooth.
2: <laughs> well, that's what they if want it, you to un- think. Un- but <laughs> it, it, If you work hard on it, you'll you'll find a way.
0: (laughs) Well, I hope you enjoyed that. That was Guy and my guest appearance on Cult Popsha's film franchise, Fortnites. After this, they continued to talk about the Barbie movies for another 13 hours with, as I mentioned earlier, a ton of special guests. If you want to check out their show... Search Colt Popshire, wherever you get your podcasts, or just click on our show notes. They've got a very active social media presence as well. And most of all, they're good dudes. We love AJ. We love Richard. They're good boys. We will um, chat to you all soon. Hope you're going okay out there. Bye-bye.
2: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.